This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Terrace here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And what makes Ocean, my co-host, my pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only, the man who's doing very well today, him, him and his co-host, Greg Albert, on Winning Picks Weekly. If you haven't checked that out, they're killing it today. My goodness gracious. So, you, so John, how are you doing, first of all? But, but what, how are you guys doing, man? Let's hear it. Let's hear how you guys are doing today. I mean... Life is good, man. The board is, I've, I've been screaming it since I, we, we were talking, me and Greg for the Winning Picks Weekly episode. The board is so clear after Africa, man. I don't know. Like I'm looking at these lines. I'm like, each game is so easy. Uh, so for, for this week, everything was good, except for, I have no idea how on God's green earth the Jets did not cover 16 and a half in this game, but we'll get into it. So besides that, everything is, is, is dandy, man. I, I, I'm, I'm happy with the Jets. The defense has played absolutely phenomenal. Zach Wilson had a good first half, even though he's playing with nobody anywhere, line, you know, playmakers. We'll get into all of it. So I'm good, man. The season's over. It's finally draft season. We got a bunch of picks, right? We got like Seattle one, which is a really annoying. Uh, but besides that, we're okay. I, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to, I'm excited to, I'm excited to get into it. We've had so many meaningless games in a row. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. ha- I'm just finally happy that it's like it's over. You know? Yeah. I feel you. I'm feeling the same way, man. Uh, congratulations! This is year two that we've uh, been doing this podcast and covered another full jet season, Let's making go. making making a long uh, coming a long way. It used to be just you, Ricey, and myself, uh, just just doing this stuff. Now we got Greg who started this season out with us. We got Chris who's on this podcast with us we got we're making some strides here man making some strides here as kj uh is growing and on the way but honestly thank god the jet season's over <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> it's like, the second time we've said as, that so as much yes yeah, next, next season year three is different man yeah next season it can't be like this next season it can't be like this and uh shout out to connor hughes who tweeted thinking that the jets are going to be nine and seven next year uh and, and going to the playoffs oh, that doesn't make sense but okay I don't know what he saw, but hey, well, he I want whatever game. he's drinking. He needs to have another uh, game there, so hopefully it's ten. Yeah, ten wins gets us in the playoffs. I think it was. I think it was nine and seven that he tweeted. Uh, well, I'll, I'll check that off out. By a week, I think so. I think that's what he tweeted. But regardless, he's still living. He's still living in twenty twenty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> still living in twenty twenty when uh, when games only were uh, were had seventeen week seasons and not eighteen weeks. Yeah, yeah. Talk 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 about uh, how about that as a change. Right, <laughs> first season. We Yo, had what six. an exciting week eighteen, though. Yeah. I mean, it was it was really exciting. Every team that you thought was down and out played really, really good. The least of them being the New York Jets, right? I mean, Jacksonville had a phenomenal game. Obviously, they won. Detroit had a phenomenal game. Obviously, they won. Insane. Houston had a phenomenal game. You know, they didn't win, but they had a phenomenal game. You know, the Jets, they were there. And now, mm-hmm. and we still we still snuck out of there with a fourth and a tenth pick, man. 
in the first round. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And I, I read it wrong. Connor Hughes said nine and eight for next season. Oh, okay. Playoff, okay. So he's here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, he was on. He was on par. He was on target. He was on target. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Jets. Look, the one thing that I will say is that we ended the season with a, on a strong note, even though today's game. It was another. You could say you could you could say a, a tale of two halves for Zach Wilson. Although 100%. you can put the you could put an asterisk. You can be like, well, he didn't have everybody today for on offense. Anybody? Don't don't yeah, say everybody. Like, anybody, bro. Yeah, I but, mean, even McDermott is like we're asking him to do a lot out here. Yeah, that that, that that's a fact. But overall, uh, just to give a wrap up for the season before um, getting into it, you know, highs and lows, mostly lows, but. I think the last three to four weeks, we could say, hey, we saw some production from this team to end off on a high note, be excited for next season, and next season, it has to count. There has to be a winning season, have to get more wins than four wins, uh, five wins, <laughs> two wins, whatever. Uh, it's it's got to it's, it's gotta be more wins than what we got the last couple of years, man. I'm like, sure, we had... What was it? Seven and nine first year with Joe mm-hmm. Douglas, even though that wasn't really his full roster. Then we had two wins last season. Now we got four wins. It's got to be better than this. It's got to be better than this. Can't, can't be any less. It's not a young staff anymore. Won't be a rookie quarterback. Won't be a rookie, mostly rookies on this team that has to be winning. But what did you think, man? What, what have you thought? What, what's your overall takeaway from this season so far? I mean, I agree with what you said. The, the, the time, the clock is ticking. It's it, we cannot have any more of this nonsense. But for this season, dude, I, I feel like you said it was a tale of two halves today, and we said that a lot this season. But it was also a tale of two seasons, right? We had pre Zach injury; it was it was horrific with the floor on the on the field, right? And then it, and then we kind of transitioned to Zach coming up, back off that knee stuff and kind of battling through some adversity. The floor kind of getting it together. You know, uh, with the backup quarterbacks in the booth. And so we kind of picked up, we kind of started picking up a formula. And honestly, since then, CJ Mosley has really picked it up ever since that embarrassing game against the mm-hmm. Colts. And, you know, that was a tale of two halves for the defense. And once that kind of turned around and really there is nobody on the, on, on the Jets offense or the defense, man. And regardless, they have improved as as the season went on, which honestly I, I didn't expect. Like you know, halfway through the season, when my when everything was gone after the Colts game, I'm just like I expect regression every game. I expect it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm ready for excuses as to why there's regression, and it would be plausible. But at this point, I I'm impressed with how like if you if you're like. For example, like my dad's watching today's game. Like he doesn't really know, you know, what's going on week to week. He's just like, wow, the Jets defense is really good. I'm just like, dude, there's, there's nobody. Like you're looking at nobody here, like a bunch of rookies, like a bunch of nobodies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, one of my really good friends, a huge Jets fan, Tariq Black catches that ball. He's like, who is that? You know, like that's what we're dealing with. It. So I'm, I'm honestly, I am somehow, some way, I'm impressed. I know. It's so typical. We talked about it a hundred times. We're in the cycle for the Jets, right? At the end point where they impressed the last quarter of the meaningless season 
and they get us back on board. And then one Jets drive hits at home after the draft. Right. I mean, it's the cycle. We're right back here. So oh, man. <laughs> like, don't get me started with one Jets drive. <laughs> Eric Allen needs to get paid. I hope he's getting paid, bro. That man gets me hyped every single season with one Jets drive with anything that he does. That's just Jets propaganda to get me geared up for the season. But you say it's, it's a, you said it's a season of two, a season of two halves. I think it's just a, a season of we truly went through the gauntlet this season. We had pre Zach Wilson getting injured, which was just started off okay, uh, first game and then just went south real quick, except for tight, the Titans game. And then next thing you know, he's out. And then we get the Mike White era, which that was just mind boggling experience. Then we get the, uh, we get the Joe Flacco, uh, you know, uh, one or two games thrown in there. And then we get Zach Wilson back. And it's just, it, and then we start to see some sort of progression once Zach Wilson get, came back. And then now we can end off on a high note. And then, as you said, we can get back right in this cycle that we always are. We're at uh, right here. What, what, before we get to the top of just like the, uh, <laughs> the high expectation for the next season. But I agree, man. It's been a, it's been a topsy turvy season. Um, just wild, man. Just absolutely wild. But on that note, what's what's before we get into the breaking down the game, you know what time it is, everyone. You know what time it is. It's time to pay the bills around here. Got to promote <laughs> this podcast. You know, you know the drill, guys. We are partnered with Fansided, and we're so happy to be partnered with Fansided. And Fansided is owned by Minute Media, and who who else is Minute Media own? The Players Tribune, started by our guy. Yeah, that's right, John and my guy, Derek Jeter. Okay, to give the storytelling from athletes from their perspective. Right. Well, guys, if you go over to the Players Tribune, they got a podcast called Blindsided. It's the first ever mental health podcast hosted by former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh. And the show will share the moments for a variety of athletes when everyone when everything changed for them and mental health and mental health became the most important focus of their lives. It allows listeners to have an understanding of the different types of mental health challenges people face, whether that's panic attacks, PTSD, addiction, sudden life changes, insecurity, and much more. They've already brought on guests such as Kevin Love, Paul Bisonet, and Kurt Warner. So guys, make sure to go over to the Players Tribune and check out Blindsided. You can find it on all streaming platforms, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. They're all over the place. All right. Now it's not now, now that we're back. Let's get into breaking down this game, John. I, I know that's that's what we're here for, and that's what we love. So let's end it on uh, let's end it on offense, and, and let's start off with the special teams first. So how did you feel about the special teams, Brandon Man? Man, out there getting some good punts in there today. Uh, what, what did you think, Brandon Man? I mean, the first punt was tough. Right? <laughs> it was really scary, and then the special teams really picked it up. I mean, we had we had that. I'm not sure if that was really Braden man it was really Braden Mann's fault, but it definitely looked like it was Hamza's fault. Like mm-hmm. and I know, you know, maybe it's not his specialty to be on special teams, but he needs to step it up, obviously, because he's probably not gonna be the starting linebacker next year. So he's trying he has to, you know, look for spots on special teams. And that was tough. But for Braden Mann, he did really good, you know, switching up that field for us, man. Even when we were in the end zone and we punted that we got it to the 50, like that was impressive with a run back. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that, he, he really did impress. 
I, I still think there's going to be some competition for him, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of a rookie, I don't think we'll waste a draft pick on a, on a punter, even though, I mean, there's that punter who is literally breaking records. So I, I naturally love him. <laughs> right. So if, if we get in, that's a different story. But other than that, there'll probably be some competition for him. He had some tough games this year. He got injured. We had no backups. You know, to, uh, I mean, Morstead was good off, uh, you know, who, who we signed for. Um, so that was cool. I expect him back, but dude, special teams, Eddie Pinheiro really saved our butts today, too. Yeah, he saved yeah. our butts. Do we have a kicker? Cause I mean, I, we're probably going to bring in some competition for that, but do we have a kicker? Cause he, he looked, he's been eight, eight for eight since he joined the Jets. I mean, yep. what more can you ask for? He's been looking good, man. And that's who's my next guy I want to talk about. Eddie Pinheiro, he's definitely got to be brought back. This offseason, whether or not you give him a contract or not, you have him in here to compete with another kicker. You definitely got to bring him back and see what you got there. Because from when we had this entire season, especially with <laughs> Matt Amendola, you know, this has been a good turning point to end the season no need, because no need, no need for that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> no need for yeah, his name here. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, well, we have to remember, man, we have to go through the trauma. We got we got to remember. <laughs> so we got we got to remember. Man. But Eddie Pinheiro comes through. Goes eight for eight since he's joined the Jets. And that's all I could say, man, is that you got to bring him back and see what you have in him because it, 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 he legit changed the way the Jets were able to play football once he joined the team. You were able to get so complimentary for, I know it's so sad. You were finally able to get complimentary <laughs> football, especially from your special teams. You know, he kicks a 51 yard against Tampa Bay. He hits the field goal today and he makes a close game when it's 13 10. So, you know, this is the type of stuff that you need from a kicker, which is just like, it's so tough, man. Cause it's so tough because when we, after Myers, like we've been just down and bad with kickers. And now I'm not saying we found him, but we found the kicker, but you just see how important it is when you have someone who can actually make field goals and keep you in games and just, it just keeps the game close. It keeps you within a striking distance. You don't have to worry. You don't, especially when you have a rookie quarterback. You know, and a rookie offense and everything around just to, so that way you don't have to put so much pressure on them, right? That's, that's all what we needed. And now, and we got that towards the end of the season and we could actually see what an offense looks like when things are clicking. So definitely bring him back. Um, I liked what I saw from Eddie Pinheiro. I'm not getting too hyped about him, but definitely bring him back. So anything else you got to add on there? Uh, special teams, like I, I expect them to be a little bit better though, more consistent next year. So hoping yeah. oh, they're not off the hook. Yeah, they're not off the hook, and I think you see the the missing of uh, Braxton Barrios out there today as well, because my boy. Yeah, and you saw that you, we got the graphic for the three most consistent wide receivers who are out missing. Elijah Moore, Braxton Barrios, Corey Davis. Um, they had them up there. I know, but is Corey Davis really that consistent? Whatever. He's just important. Average. He's important, man. He's important. He's important. He's important. He doesn't I know. impress me at all. I know. His season wasn't impressive from Corey Davis, but he's important. I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm just I'm not gonna write him off that 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 yet. It's a bad season, but I'm not gonna write him off uh that yet. Let's keep let's now let's move on to the defense, man. Defense showed up today, held his team. Uh they've been hate this, huh? They've been. They've been they low have key been, showing up. They've been showing up. For part of the season they didn't show up, but no, they I'm showed up recently. Yeah, recently they've been showing up. Yeah, and I and I like that they were. They, hey, man, they kept it a close game through three quarters. You know when Bill your stink. offense doesn't do anything, huh? Bill stink, Bill stink. 
Yeah, I'm not impressed by the Bills. That's another story. I'm not impressed, man. Really not impressed. This game was a lot closer than it was. You know, they got, unfortunately, our offense wasn't able to move the ball uh, the second half, mostly in the fourth quarter. But that's what happens to the defense. I mean, Jameson Crowder was out. Yeah, but that all I'm saying is killing cold Tyreek Black, dude. Come on. (laughs) But this is all I'm saying is that when you have, when you have no offense, and your defense out there for so long, especially especially in the second half. What do you expect to happen? They're able to point. So they did a really good job today. I like the way CJ Mosley was playing. Um, I thought the front seven was just in general really good when it came to stopping the run. Uh, obviously, you saw there was issues when it came to spying on Josh Allen, but that's that's expected because mobile quarterbacks, running backs that do you know coming out of the backfield, pass catching wise, and tight ends is difficult. For us, but I thought when it came to running the ball, we did a pretty decent job. Um, what did you think? We had we had a good enough game plan for what we have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Keelan Cole, Tariq Black, Jeff Smith. Like those are literally our pass catchers here, and our tight end Tyler Croft. So whatever I mean. I'm just annoyed at the blunders, right? Like we had that, you know, in the, in, we're in our own end zone and we're hitting it off a helmet, you know, trying to get it to Michael Carter. How many times does that happen this season, bro? Like, like, I, I can't, you know what I'm saying? I, I can't have this next year. We yeah. have um, Zach Wilson impressed me, right? I'll say something negative, something positive. He impressed me how he was commanding the line. He was he was he was moving he was reading the defense he was moving around our players he obviously ha- is starting to get command of the offense and f- is finally snapping it before you know delay of game that's great you know on the other side when the when after he snaps it he's got to get better at number one not taking a sack and throwing the ball away like what are you doing bro like. When he was out on the left and he was just wasting time, wasting time, and then he just stepped out of bounds, that's a sack. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, just throw it away. You're already yeah. out of the pocket by a mile and a half. Just throw it away, dude. Yep. Like, yeah, it, like that IQ kind of bothered me. Um, he, one time he was going, you know, from or the TV view, he uh, panned out to the right and he also like didn't, he just didn't throw it away. Like, what are you doing? Just like his game, his game IQ. Like sometimes I feel like he's trying to slow it down too much, or I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Um, but he's just got to be a little bit better at those decisions because number one, he's going to get hurt if he like slows down too much and someone just comes barreling in and smashes him. You know what I mean? Um, and number two, like he's, he's, it's a detriment to the team. Like we, we, Eddie Pinheiro literally bailed him out on that 49 yarder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He made a terrible decision on that sack. So yeah. I'm 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 impressed with how he's is commanding the line. He has nobody on his squad. Okay. And he did great. He has no one on his offensive line. He has no receivers, nothing. He should have had zero points today. Okay. And he should have had no yards. 87 yards, fine. No problem. The fumble, not great. You know what I'm trying to say? Like he's there's some things that he's got to pick up. So he didn't have an amazing game. He did nothing in the second half. That is the Bills. But, I mean, think about it. If Berrios is there, Corey Davis is there, Elijah Moore is there, we draft another receiver, we get a tight end, 
maybe another running back up in there, you know, obviously because Michael Carter is not good on third downs. Like he can't block in there, you know, maybe, you know, it's going to be different. Our actual left tackle, you know, our offensive line there. So I'm glad that he's able to muster something up. Like up until the fourth quarter, I thought the Jets were going to win this game straight up. You know what I mean? And we have nobody, we have nothing. So that's pretty good. I, I, what did you think about Salah? Because it looks like his demeanor has changed a little bit. I like that the little, the little tidbit that they said that he uh, he said he said that he's treating this as a Super Bowl. So I was like, let's go! Like we're finally on the same page here, right? We finally linked up. Uh, so I like that about him. But what do you think about his demeanor? Like, what do you think about how the team is playing? You know what I mean? Like how they look? Because five six games ago, I thought it was going to be embarrassing. You know what I'm saying? Coming towards the end here. But like the last four or five weeks, we had no business being in these games and we even beat the Jaguars. You know, like what do you think? What do you think about this squad and, and how Salah has been? I don't know. Like what's, what do you, how, how do you think he, his outlook is going into the offseason now? Before I get into that, I mean, let me, let me touch on Zach Wilson for a little bit because I agree with you on like the, I agree with the decision making is like a little was sporadic today, you know, especially when you go out of bounds. Instead of like just throwing it away, I think it's tough, man, for him when you're just out a lot of players and you're trying to stand and you're trying to like be in a game and you're in, you're in crunch time and you're trying to win it. So I won't. It's not. This is not coddling him. This is not making excuses for him. So I, I'm just saying, think of it from him, his perspective, right? But the reality is that he does have to step up, as you said. You can't just make these blunders, but. Once again, it's like rookie stuff mistake. I'm not expecting him to, in here to become a seasoned vet and just make these type of, you know, be be on top of it 100 with when it comes to these decision making skills. It comes with time. It, you see rookies do it all the time. You know, I don't expect it from him next season. You know, there's a higher expectation what happens in the next year, but I can let that type of shit pass for for throughout a rookie rookie campaign because he's still trying to adjust. He's still trying to get to it. It's whatever at this point. But to answer what you're saying on Robert Salah, like how I feel, I like that I got to see some passion from him, like the late in the season, man, because as the guy that we, that we were looking for coming over from the 49ers, right? The guy that had someone that had to hold him back over in the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And he was a little too mild mannered, in my opinion, at the beginning of the season. I think he was trying to, I think everyone was just trying to figure out their own role uh, on just how they fit and where their personalities can shine. And I love that he like he embraced Zach and hugged him instead of just going for the high five after that that touchdown pass. That you know you can look at that as like a good thing from Zach Wilson too. That he zipped that thing to Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole broke that to the house for a touchdown, brought us right back in this game. And the fact that he embraced him, he's showing some emotion. He's showing the passion. He's showing some fire. I hope he shows more of it next season. You know, within within some within within like some confine, nothing too wild. You know, he can't be, I, I wouldn't want him to be like the defensive coordinator needing some guy to hold him back all the time. But I do want to see that emotion, that passion, him being methodical, because I think he should keep some sort of level of calmness to properly think. But I also want to see that fire in him that gets everybody else riled up. That gets, that was what got the defense on the 49ers riled up. It's like, yo, this is our leader. You know, this is the leader of men that Robert Sawal was talked about as. So I want to see that guy come in. But I do like it. I do like how it felt, man. I do like how 
this team started to gel together. They were still competing late into the season. They didn't pack it in. It wasn't one, two, three Cancun, as you always love to say. The fact that I'm he was really happy. To, I'm really happy the that's fact, not the case. Yeah, the fact that he was able to hold this team together this long, this entire season, where it's a lost season, dude, like four wins. Most teams can, would just pack it in and just be like, whatever. What are it's we been a lost them? season since we lost in London, literally. Yeah, and we've seen it before. We've seen it with whether it was Todd Bowles. We saw it with Adam Gase. We saw it with everybody when it got to this point of the season. Even with Rex Ryan, guys were just ready to pack it in. Didn't care. I'll never forget the 8-8 eight and eight season in the 2011-12 season where you know they go 8-8 eight and eight and it was just a win in your end type of deal. Or I think it was a win in... Maybe it wasn't a win, or like they had some other teams had to lose. They, they were they were in position where they could have gone into the playoffs if they they just had to win. And you just saw the guys pack it in. You know they didn't care. And the fact that he was able to get this out of a team that wanted to show that they're growing and improving, I like that. Hopefully they could take all this energy into the off season, come back next season, and be more competitive and win more games. But I like what I saw overall. What are your thoughts on Robert Salah? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm, I'm just glad that he was able to keep this team together at the end, despite having nobody. Just CJ Mosley doing everything at the end and keeping him engaged, a veteran, where these games don't matter. That was awesome. You know, Braden Mann coming back, you know, with the three punts in, in the 20. You know, like we mentioned, Eddie Pinheiro finally getting a kicker to come in here, a veteran to come in here to, you know, revitalize his own career and keep the Jets alive. Like you said, we were able to at least play football today because we had a kicker, which was like three, four games this year. We literally could not play football because we didn't have a kicker. I mean, we I, I'm not so impressed. Like we were one and seven on the road. We zero wins against our division. Like that's not a great season. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, not not amazing. So uh, I, I'm, I'm glad with the t- with the strides, right? The one thing I don't love about Salah is he wasn't able to. I mean, Sherwood was our guy, right? He was the guy calling our defense, but then he was out for the season with the Achilles, so that sucked. I'm I'm just so disappointed in Hamza. I think is really what it's coming down to. Um, they cut they cut Shaq Lawson, so like we we traded not for nothing to get Shaq Lawson. He came in here and he was pretty productive on some time on some plays. Obviously, he hurt us sometimes too, but he's so bad that we cut him too. Like that, that's impressive that he's able to squeeze something out of that. You know that like last end of his career. So he's had some ups and downs. I'm I'm just glad that he's able to catch the the attention of veterans. I think that's huge. Like Rankins, you know Mosley. That stuff is huge for me, right? Because like the, the the rookies and stuff, like they have to play hard. They don't know any better. You know what I'm trying to say? But like when you can like when you can keep the the veterans engaged. Oh, another guy, um, Williams. Like, dude, that's that that's a huge pickup that we got out of nowhere from Jacksonville. Literally, like a scrub from Jacksonville, and just because he's Q's brother, he killed it. He's you know, on the field today too. Like, even though he had some you know whiffs this year, that stuff is huge. Like that stuff, I give to Oldbridge and Salah. Like that's that's the the big stuff. And same for Lafleur on the other side, right? Like. Able to squeeze something out of Ty Johnson, Michael Carter, rookie, you know, oh, all these offensive linemen, that's nothing. Braxton Berrios becomes a really good player. Like, that doesn't happen in every system. You know what I'm trying to say? If, if Braxton Berrios was Brian Scheinheimer, I promise you Braxton Berrios is getting cut. You know what I'm trying to say? For the second time in his career. So, uh, I, I'm, I am impressed with our coaching staff. I'm really excited how many draft picks we have, man. Like, we have... 
not only do we have the you know the four and the ten. I know everybody's still crying that we the fact that we traded the six round pick uh, for Flacco, and we know that uh, Joe Douglas doesn't believe in seventh rounders, right? So our draft ends in the fifth round this year, but we have two fifths, two fourths, right? And then we still have our third, which is in the top, like what six, and then we got two seconds, which in the top or the, the three and the what six or something like that, six seven. Plus we have, of course, the first in the first round. We have the number four and the number ten. It's a lot of it's a lot of premium draft choices, man. Premium draft choices. So I'm excited to see what happens with that, and I'm excited for some defensive players, dude. And we have some cash too. Remember, players like Allen Robinson, right? Well, let's not jump too far ahead. We're gonna have plenty of you know free agency episodes and offseason. But remember, players like Allen Robinson, they want to play for the Jets. Coaches like Bruce Arians. Quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, people that are obviously highly respected in this league. That's a double, t- the two-time MVP and the Super Bowl winner, and you know, obviously has a buy and could make it this year. We have Bruce Arians who won it last year, respected around the league. They're talking really, really high praises about our quarterback after they play with him, right? After Rodgers sits with a practice with him and plays with him, after Arians, you know, coaches against him all week and then plays against him. Like they they have really good things to say about this quarterback. So, you know, wide receivers like Allen Robinson and you know, I won't say Devontae Adams because he's probably going to follow Rodgers. But there's there's some guys around here. You know what I mean? That could potentially want to come to New York, play with Zach Wilson in the free agency bid. Maybe we get a nice tight end here or there. So, I'm 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 really excited to see who we bring in here. I'm really excited to get the draft mode. I'm ready for the offseason. I really am for the Jets perspective. Of course, my, my, my NFL football brain, I'm hyped for playoffs too. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy that the Jets are just going to go in. No more injuries. <laughs> We're good. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, have, we know, we know our spots. We, we know what's, what needs to be fixed. I'm just, I'm glad there's no more injuries, man. <laughs> for sure. I got a question for you though. Um, cause yeah, we can look forward to the, the, the offseason. We'll get the draft. Uh, we have a good amount of cash space coming. Going out of cash space coming up. We, we have, a, we're, we're, we're situated as a team to go into this offseason very well. And, and we have a quarterback. Honestly, honestly, I'm not even upset about the sixth round. Like, how many, how many, how many young guys you want on this team anyway? Like, come on. At some point, you got to add through, uh, you got to add through free agency. We got to add depth. We can't be relying on young guys. We saw what that turns out to be. And in most sports, we know what that turns out to be. So I don't, I don't even really care. And honestly, if he want, if Joe Douglas wants to be that guy, he could probably trade the first, the top two picks and go get the guy from Michigan, go get the linebacker from Michigan if he really wanted to. And, you know, go get a six rounder at that. If you, if he, if he could all play out that way, you never know, but I'm not, I'm not upset about that, but I do have a question for you. I do, I do want to know your thoughts on Jason Pinnock playing safety man. Because I, I want to get your takes on that. Because I think that has been something I wish we saw a little bit more of this season instead of Ash and Davis or even, you know, bringing in Elijah Riley off the street. I wish they made that transition a lot sooner because it seems like he's pretty comfortable back there. He got a good, got a good nose for finding the ball, as Rich Samita said. He had a couple games out there too. Like, yeah, he, he's been doing that for, for a couple games because weirdly enough, the cornerback room is starting to get packed. Like Bryce Hall has a definite spot. Eccles has been killing it. You know, Carter has been really good. You know, Goodry's there. Uh, who am I missing? I feel like I'm missing somebody right now. It's off my head. Uh, I'm sorry, but you know, it's 
starting to get packed in there. And so the number two, three slot, like the fourth slot, like it's not that maybe it's not that appealing. You know what I mean? And we have a huge hole at safety. How many safeties are we going to draft? You know what I'm trying to say? Is Marcus May coming back to this team that we'll, we're going to, you know, we'll get into that in the offseason? Elijah Riley, like somebody that came off at, off the street, he's our starter making plays. You know what I mean? So Pinock, it's a huge hole. You know what I'm trying to say? And if he can get there and he's been playing okay, I, I kind of like him, but we need a real, we also need like a real safety. You know what I'm saying? He could be our strong, but we need a, we need a free safety out here. You know what I'm trying to say? We do. What do you think about Marcus May then? Or do you want to leave that for later? I mean, you know how I feel off about Achilles injuries. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? This is, I, I have an issue with Achilles injuries. Like, I'm worried about Sherwood because he's young and he got that Achilles. I'm always worried about, like, I'm worried about Chuck. I'm worried about, um, Carl Lawson off an Achilles. Like, are we going to sign another guy off an Achilles for our safety? Like, we're going to have three guys out here with Achilles injuries on all phases of the defense. Like, that to me is, t- is a tough prospect. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I, I, I know we're on the NFL Jets podcast, but you know my feelings about Kevin Durant and him coming off that Achilles, dude. It, it's one of the most impressive feats in sports history to me. I'm not kidding. I'm like really I, I'm see, not exaggerating. Well, Quay Thompson plays, man. We'll see how he does too. I, I, we'll see. It's, it, it, like, we'll literally, we'll see. But like nobody has come and done what Kevin Durant has done off an Achilles. So... <laughs> I, I'm praying to God Carl Lawson's able to do it, right? I am very cautiously optimistic that Sherwood is going to be able to do it because he's still young. Hopefully, his body's regenerating. Now I want Marcus May, my safety, to do it off a new contract. It's tough. You know what I'm trying to say? It's tough. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But at the end of the day, it also... I. I, I'm sorry to be like a little psychoanalyst here, but like it's tough. Like look at Marcus May in the face and saying, and he, Marcus May being like, I told you, bro. I told you. Like this is why I didn't want the franchise tag. This is why I've been complaining because now I got injured and you don't want to pay me anymore. Now you want to throw me to the street. Like this is why. Like this is why I'm telling you from day one I need a contract. You know what I'm trying to say? Because like now my family's not taken care of. So that's tough. On the other side, they're going to be like, oh, look at your agent, man. You know what I'm saying? We don't really care. So I wouldn't pay him. What about you? I am very cautious on Marcus May as well. I would have to see the number and see what the terms are as, as our legal brains would work before I say Yes or no. I think it has, it's all based on like what he's asking for and, and the length, the term, the amount of money. Because how would you feel if he came saying, look, man, I want three years, 10 million annually? Oh, wow. That's a different ball game. Mm-hmm. If he wants 10, if he wants a three year, 10 million guaranteed, I feel like he would, I feel like, I feel like he wouldn't want that. Then, then we're talking. Then we're talking. You know what I'm saying? Then you could have that. That's like a huge thing. And then we'll restructure if you're killing it. I get it. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, we'll have a player opt out after a year or something. 
Yeah. That's fine. I could see something working that out. But however, like the agent stuff really screwed him. You know what I'm trying to say? Because the whole sympathy and, and, and stuff, like it would be really hard to look Marcus May in the face and cut him. But after his agent stuff, be like, yo, bro, like, look what your agent did the second we had a problem. You know what I mean? So it's tough. It's tough. You know, he's not out here looking for like, uh, for, uh, as you like to say, blitz boy money. But if it did go up to 13, 13 million annually for three years, how are you feeling? No. Annually? Every year? No way. I, I can't have my two premium defensive newly signed players with Achilles injuries. And my, like, last year rookie safe, like, a rookie linebacker. Like, what are we talking about? All right. So I'm, I'm gauging, I'm gauging, I'm gauging the, the price. I just can't do it. Like, if I'm a GM, I just can't do it. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. No, I'm just I asking. Hey, look, I'm just trying to you gauge. Have, you, like, you, at the end of the day, you were ri- the risk or risk management. You know what I'm saying? It, it, like, you, sure. you have you, so you, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry to hurt. I'm sorry. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry to have hurt feelings, but I wouldn't sign Marcus May. Yeah. I'll franchise tag him if he wants, just out of like respect. Like, yeah. take a rehab year, work, you know, work on it. I'll, we'll franchise tag you. I'll give him that. And that's I a would. double franchise tag. You know what I'm saying? That's not mm-hmm. like, that's a, that's not, that's a, that's a nice hefty, uh, up, you know, up, uptake on that. And then you have to come back and impress so you can get a new contract. So you're going to play well. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? So you're incentivized. We're incentivized. Everyone's happy. I wouldn't mind yeah. that. That kind of throws him a bone. So I'll, I, I, I'll, I'll settle there. Like, let, let, I'll, I'll, I'll give Marcus May that, that franchise. I'll, I'll bump it up to around 13 this year or so off the top of my head. And then, you know, if you come back, you do well. We'll see what happens. Right. You don't have to move your house. You know what I'm saying? You keep your stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, he, he, he has legal stuff he's going to have to take care of this year. You know what I'm saying? So a little, a little comfort there. You have your own. You still have your like rehab guys. For sure. No, that's these are all things that are going to be considered when it comes to negotiating with Marcus May. I just I think it's interesting because I feel like he became lost with everything else that was going on with the Jets. Like we're so focused on what's happening on the field when it comes to Zach Wilson, the defense, Robert Sala, Michael Four, everybody else. And Marcus May has just been out for so long that, you know, we touched on him once or twice, you know, or, or brought up his name up in passing when we're talking about guys that were missing on the field. But that's an aspect that has to be addressed this offseason. I think the franchise tag would be if Joe Douglas franchise tagged Marcus May to give him a rehab year, I think that puts the Jets in a positive light. Not a massive positive light, but a positive light saying they took care of a guy, guy who's injured after everything that's unfolded. He's going through some legal issues right now. They give him the chance to rehab. They'll bring him back in after the contract. Maybe he can come back while, you know, the, during that season and, and play for a new contract, see what happens. But I think that's just a good way of just doing business just to also say, Hey, that's just the type of people we are. This is how we're changing. So I don't know. Interesting thought process. We can go further into it. Later down the, in off season mode, but I think that about covers it up, man. For for the Jets portion, I do want to say that it's hilarious though that the Indianapolis Colts 
that the Indianapolis Colts are <laughs> just out. They're listen, out. listen, man. Listen to me here. If you were a fan of winning picks weekly, you wouldn't be shocked right now. It wouldn't be funny and you wouldn't be shocked. Greg was all over it from the very beginning. They have not won in Jacksonville since 2014. They have not covered in the last four games versus Jacksonville straight up. Like this was not surprising at all. I was tweeting at it before the game started. This 14 and a half makes absolutely no sense. So you know what, Alex? Like I know it seems crazy and it seems nuts, but it, it, it's on record. I mean, w- winning picks weekly. I'm not. We were not that, shocked. I'm not saying you know, that's that, not, that. I'm saying like that's that's hey. That's that one thing. The one thing that I love about Roger Goodell that he did, man, making that week 18 always the division games. I love that. I really love that aspect. I only started happening like four, five, six years ago. I love that. You know what's fun? I do that in my fantasy league too. Every last week of the regular season, because I have three divisions in my fantasy league, you're facing somebody in the division because it's important, man. And I have everyone face each other twice, like it's the actual NFL. And it's fun that way. But with the added year, it saves me time from having to figure out who someone doesn't play. So everyone gets to play each other. So thank <laughs> yeah. you. Thank you, NFL, for saving that, saving that part and of my Commissioner life. Alex. Yes, Commissioner Alex, uh, on duty. But no, I just find it funny, man. I find it funny that because you guys, you guys pinpointed, haven't won since 2014 down in, in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Nice. That's, that's crazy. That's a crazy. Not a nice stat. No, it's not. It's not a nice stat. And to think that Andrew Luck was down there and couldn't beat the Jags couldn't throw Andrew Luck. Huh? Good old Andrew Good. Luck. Oh uh, yeah. He's probably uh make it we'll get some architecture right now. <laughs> probably out in the middle of nowhere. Looking at some uh Roman columns and like, wow. Look at the curvature <laughs> on those things. Those things are amazing. Awesome stuff here, guys. Awesome stuff here. Hey man, interesting season. I think the game that we're all tuning in for though. The Chargers and the Raiders uh, sees what happens. See what happens with that one. That's going to be an interesting I have, game. I have money all over that game. So let's go. Betting is legal in New York. Uh, we are we killed it this weekend. We have we bet responsibly. We have everything riding right now on the Raiders and our parlays in our season stuff and our weekly leagues. So let's go. Let's go Raiders. Let's just go right now. Oh man, he's saying let's go Raiders. That's who you want to win. You want the Raiders to win. Raiders. Yeah, shout out to John Madden too. They deserve it. They deserve it. After Rest in peace to John Madden. Such a crazy year, bro. They had such a crazy year. Absolutely. Rest in peace to John Madden. Talk about a game that I haven't picked up a Madden game in a long time because I think it's just gone down the tube. But man, back in the college uh, I mean, days, we got. I mean, we gave some out to some plucky fans this year. I got my own. It, yep. The game stinks, but you know you still got to do it. <laughs> and John Madden better be on the cover next year. Yo, they have to. They have to. Have to. There's no way. I don't know if he's going to be coming out of a playbook, but I hope he is coming out of a playbook again. Yo, like the please. original Madden. Yeah, got to make it iconic, man. Got to make it iconic. HD though, it'll be HD, not this uh, cartoony. Uh... I, I still have. I literally still have Madden '95 for my Sega Genesis. I literally still have it. Ooh, Sega Genesis. I, that was when I first learned about football. I'll never forget because I used to cry and complain to my brother. I'd be like, I don't understand. They keep saying touchdown, 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 but the score is only like 7-0 or like 14-0. Like I know it's 7 and t- like 6 and 7, whatever. 
But like, I don't understand. They keep saying it. And then he was like, no, that's first down. I was like, what does that mean? I, I don't understand what first down is. And then I got to learn, like, you know, like, oh, what a first down uh, is. So funny. So that's how I learned football off, off Madden 95, literally. I learned football off Madden. Uh, what was it? I think I, I think it was the Vic. I think it was the Vic 04. one that I had. Yeah, it was 04. Um, that's how oh, I no, that actually, no, play no, 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 no. Dante Culpepper. I had Dante Culpepper. Uh, yeah, had Dante Culpepper, and it was funny because when I was playing, when I when I was playing uh, football back, when I was getting ready to play football in high school, getting ready to go into summer training camp, I just picked, I bought the game like before and just started learning all the rules that way. Started playing it, and we were the White Plains Tigers, so I had I chose the Bengals, and you know who was the, the running back for that team then? One Corey Dillon. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon was a beast. Was it? Shout to AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon's also a beast. I've been yelling at him since he was in Beast T. He's a beast too. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, it's a fact. It's a fact. So, yeah, dude, the Jets, the regular season's over. Regular season's over. Now the so year this under episode. the books. This episode's over. <laughs> season's over. Another year under, under the books. Gone through two. Through. <laughs> Alex, I have a problem though. I have a gripe. Two, what? People haven't been starring us on Spotify. They, they, they. We, we have some Apple ones, but Spotify, man. Yo, five we, star reviews on Spotify. We got to get on that. Yo, guys, you got to get on that, man. You got you, everyone. You got to get on that. If you're listening to us on Spotify, you got to give us those five star re- reviews. Okay, it only helps us out. So this is the end of the pod where I'm going to get into the call of action. That you know what it is. You know what it is. Everyone, thank you for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, please make sure to give us a five-star review and to leave a comment. And if you listen on Spotify, as John pointed out, it's low, guys. You got to gotta raise it up. You got to hit the five-star and give us that five-star rating. It only helps us out, and we much appreciate it. On top of that, if you want, if you want to watch us on YouTube to see these beautiful mugs, go to YouTube. Type in Knicks, comma, Jets, comma, ETC, period. And you'll find us. You'll find everything there. The Knicks, Jets, and you'll also find winning picks weekly but while you're over there please make sure to subscribe hit the like button hit that notification bell so that way you know when a new episode always drops and guys getting back to winning picks weekly like i said earlier john and greg are killing they're 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 murdering the the the, the, the slate man they're doing it out here john comes back from africa he can see the board clearly clear as day clear as day Yo, how clear it is. make sure to t- make sure to tune into those, to those guys because they're doing phenomenal work. And also, come on, they're also part of the Fan Side Network as well. You can go find them. They're part of the Minute Media Podcast Network. Like this podcast, support those guys. Let's go. Top of that, make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about us. All right, make sure to tell your mom, dad, cat, dog, <laughs> whoever is listening to this podcast. We don't care. <laughs> listen to, is a listen. All right, and make sure to tell them to give them five star review and to su- subscribe to the channel. And last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, whether that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in for another Jets episode and being with us for another Jets season on the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. We'll catch you later this week and we'll catch you later for two now. We're now switching to two Knicks episodes. So this week you're going to get two Knicks episodes and you're going to get two Knicks episodes for the rest of... uh, this time until we're in off season mode for both of them, and then we go back down to two. All right, guys, God, do we need it, bro. Yo, we need some God, therapy. Yes, we do. All right, thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll catch you later this week. We out.
Let's go. Let's go Jets, baby.